Hello, everyone. This is Ken Braddy. I'm the director of Sunday School at Lifeway Christian Resources, and welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training. It's been my privilege to be with you this quarter, and we're continuing on. This is unit number five, session number two, and our session this week is titled The Way of Faithfulness. Now, the suggested use date is January the 9th, and so we're just now turning the corner into 2022. This will be our second study in this new year. Well, the uh, session outline goes like this. We've broken this lesson down into three different sections. Here are the titles. God gave the law to show his love. This is from Exodus 19 and 20. Section number two, God gave the law to show how to love him. Exodus 20 verses three through eight. And then finally, in our third and final section this week, God gave the law to show how to love one another again from Exodus 20, verses 12 through 17. Now, what will your group learn this week? Well, we're telling you right now that God's law reveals who he is and how to live faithfully with him and with one another. That's what our groups are going to learn this week. Now, how will your group see Christ in this lesson? Well, the law reveals how we are to live faithfully in relationship with God and others, but because of sin, it's impossible for us to obey fully. Now, only Jesus, the sinless Savior, obeyed the law of God perfectly, and we are credited with Christ's perfect righteousness when we trust him. And finally, how should my group respond this week? Well, because Jesus has fulfilled the law in our place, we are now free to please God and to display his redemptive purpose in our relationships with others. Well, as we get started, the, uh, the lesson is going to open this week, and we know that so far we have been studying about the deliverance of the Lord, and as we've studied, we've learned that Moses led God's people out of the land of slavery, and he brought them through the Red Sea and destroyed the Egyptians who were chasing them. God did this for his people, and then they entered the wilderness and God tested them there and provided for them there in the wilderness. And all the while, he was leading them to Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, the mountain where God first appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And their arrival was a fulfillment of the Lord's promise to be with Moses. We can see that back in Exodus 3, verse 12. So at this holy mountain, the Israelites would worship the Lord who had saved them. Well, here's the first section of your lesson, the first point, God gave the law to show his love. Listen to these words from Exodus 19, 3 through 6, and Exodus 20, verses 1 through 2. It says, Moses went up to the mountain of God, and the Lord called him from the mountain. He says, this is what you must say to the house of Jacob and explain to the Israelites. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will carefully listen to me and keep my covenant, you will be my own possession out of all the peoples, although the whole earth is mine, and you will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. These are the words that you are to say to the Israelites. And then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. 
And what a beautiful passage of scripture. God brought his people out on eagle's wings. We are a people of his own possession. And he brought us, brought his people, the Hebrews, out of a place of slavery. Well, we know that Moses, you know, along with all the Israelites, uh, he was, Moses was sent uh, to save them. And now he was returning to the place of his commissioning. And God had kept his promise that he had made at Exodus 3.12. And so Moses again climbed the mountain called Horeb or Mount Sinai, and the Lord gave him words to speak to all of the people. Now, first, Moses was to remind the people of the Lord's salvation. Uh, the Exodus was absolutely fresh on their minds. Second, the Lord described his protection of his people. He carried them, it says, on eagles' wings, lifted up by the loving care of their God. They were protected from humiliation and from death on the part of Pharaoh, and they were elevated to a place of safety, having been brought through the Red Sea. And then finally, the Lord spoke about communion with his people, saying, I brought you to myself. God brought the people to the mountain, not merely to save them from slavery, but so that they would enjoy fellowship with him. And the goal of God's deliverance is worship and our enjoyment of him forever. Now, remember that God did not set his love on Israel because they were better than others or more righteous than the surrounding nations. Rather, he set his love on them because he is a faithful God who keeps his promises. And while the whole earth was the Lord's, his covenant people were his absolute treasured possession. Well, in point number two, you'll have a section titled this, God gave the law to show how to love him. This is from Exodus 20, verses 3 through 8. I know that these words will be very familiar to you. Here's what it says. Do not have other gods besides me. Do not make an idol for yourself, whether in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow and worship to them and do not serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God bringing the consequences of the father's iniquity on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Well, you've got a couple of pack items that we recommend here. So if your uh, group has the advantage of having one of these leader packs, don't forget to take a look at items eight and nine. Uh, you've got two things here. You've got a Ten Commandments poster and a Ten Commandments handout. The poster obviously used uh, as a visual aid in this session, but the handout also can be photocopied and distributed to your group uh, as the group is studying from this particular uh, Bible uh, passage. There's also a good sidebar in your leader guide on page 72 uh, about idolatry. And so take a look there and uh, see what you can glean there that you might share with your group. Well, in this section of scripture, we see you know, that God has freed his people out of love so that they could freely love him. And the first four commandments called God's people to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. The first commandment says that God's people are to have no other gods before the Lord. The second 
is to make no idol to replace God or to represent him. In the third commandment, we find that it requires the proper use of the Lord's name. And in the fourth commandment, it speaks about devoting the seventh day of the week to the Lord. It's a day of rest, a day of Sabbath. Now, while there are many views about how one might go about keeping the Sabbath day, this command focuses on the priority of rest. And the goal of God's Sabbath rest at creation was a ceasing of work and an invitation to his image bearers to fellowship with him. Hebrews 4 uh, verses 9 and 10 speak of a final day of rest in Christ that's anticipated in this commandment. So regardless of one's views on the application of the Sabbath, we all need a time of rest to set apart time for fellowship with God and to worship him. To cease from our work is a reminder that salvation is not by works, it's by trusting in the Lord alone. And he provides for our physical needs. He satisfies the soul with his presence. And this is the loving God who gave these commandments to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, in your third and final section of the Bible study this week, we've titled it, God Gave the Law to Show How to Love One Another. This is from Exodus chapter 20, verses 12 through 17. Here's what the scripture says. Honor your father and your mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife, his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Well, in this section of scripture here, in this section of your Bible study, uh, there is one of our essential 99 doctrines. It's essential doctrine number 18, God is truthful. And you're going to want to call your folks' attention to this. It's a very important doctrine. The scriptures are clear that in God, there is no falsehood. God represents things as they really and truly are. Everything he says can be trusted because God guarantees the truth of everything that he tells us. The call for humans to be honest and not to bear false witness is rooted in the utter truthfulness of our creator. Telling the truth is one way we bear the image of God, whose son is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, the, the last six commandments, they reflected how God's people were to love one another. And these relationships were to be governed by a concern for the interest of others and not merely for one's own. Now, the commands functioned like a restraint on evil and on selfish impulses to help us honor and to reflect our creator, God. You know, the Ten Commandments reflect God's character, his goodness, his graciousness, faithfulness, his holiness. And God wants the same from his people his children. He, he has called Israel to be committed to his covenant to follow and obey him, and because they were to be a kingdom of priests. They were to learn to love God's character as revealed in his law. They were commanded to obey him at all times and to mediate his presence to the world through loving one another. And by loving God and loving others, people experience the freedom and the blessing that is the essence of the law, which is love. Take a look at Galatians 5, verse 14. It's going to be a tremendous lesson, one that may be familiar 
to your people, at least the passage will be, but we all need to be reminded of the commitment that we must make to serve our God and to obey him, but then also to serve and love and to honor the people that he has created as we bear his image in all of our relationships. Well, you've got a lot of fun extras in this week's lesson. Starting on page 77 in your leader guide, uh, we have included extra illustrations. Uh, and this idea that we are image bearers, that we reflect his character to others, is a great illustration of the difference between the sun and the moon, the sun providing direct light, but the moon reflecting light. And the uh, author of this illustration goes on to tell us, that the world can see the church and it ought to see the glory of God reflected in his people. And so this is a great illustration to go along with that part of the scripture. There are extra commentary sections back here, but there's another great illustration on page 78 about the glove compartment and the owner's manual that we find in the glove compartments of most of our cars. And the author here tells us that, you know, if we fail to follow the manual, it's going to result in some serious problems. You know, tires have to be inflated to a certain pounds per square inch. The oil has to be changed with a certain frequency to keep the engine running. Tune-ups are needed on the car, you know, to keep it roadworthy. And we're reminded here that God has given us his law, given us these commands. It's like an owner's manual for the believer. These are just some basic things that we need to do to make sure that we are staying in line with God's plan for how we're supposed to live in the world around us. And then finally, my favorite of the illustrations. This is a third illustration this week that we provided. Uh, you, you know, I, I know that you've seen the signs that say wet paint, wet paint, do not touch. Well, what have we all been tempted to do? Well, we walk up, we take our index finger and we tap it just to see if that paint has said, if that paint is truly drying. You know, the wall may not look wet, but someone will read those words and they're going to feel the need to check it in the paint to see if it actually dried. And uh, we talk about here in this illustration, you know, not having a rebellious heart and, and refusing to, to test the command here. And so, again, it's a great illustration. It should morph right into your Bible study this week. Well, I'm so glad that you are with us this quarter, this winter quarter, with this early part of 2022. And I do hope that you have a tremendous lesson on this January the 9th, session number two in this unit number five. Uh, this lesson coming up, The Way of Faithfulness from Exodus 19 and 20. I hope that you and your group have a great time of study. May the Lord bless you and the group members that you are serving as a group leader. I'll see you next time.